This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 855 AM, Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. 3CR, radio for change. This station has done a fantastic job of getting the real climate change message out to its listeners in an independent way. For starters, we can and must take the profits from the dying days of fossil fuels and spend them on climate justice. 3CR, radio for change. The world should aim at keeping the global temperature increase well below 2 degrees and also pursue efforts to actually limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. To donate, call 03-9419-8377. Hello, you're on the Beyond Zero Emissions show on 3CR 855 AM. And it's a special show today, as um, listeners will know, it's Radiothon, so we're really pleased to be here. I'm Erin Jones, and we've also got in the studio... Andy Hello. and Kurt. Hello, everybody. So we're going to do a few, um, bit of a different show today. Some highlights some, from some previous shows. Um, we're going to, uh, we want everyone out there in Radio Land uh, listening to uh, give us a ring. It's all about the listeners today and pledge on o three nine four one nine eight three seven seven. So we look forward to that. It's really important that um, stations such as 3CR, Community Radio, such an important um, conduit for independent information. And certainly for the Beyond Zero Emissions show, it's one of the, if not the only, dedicated climate change show in the country. So it's really important that we have a channel to keep getting that message out. And we look forward to uh, talking to as many listeners as we can over the course of the hour. So, I'm just looking at um, Andy and Kurt. Do you guys want to jump in? Yeah, uh, everyone should ring up and donate. And, you know, it's a great show. Um, such a privilege to work on Beyond Zero Emissions. I'm as excited as, I guess, all the regular listeners as to what we'll be talking about any given week. So, yeah, if you want to support. And, um, yeah, I think where we're at, where the countries and the, uh, the the whole the whole planet's going. It's uh, last week with um, Trump tra- pulling out of uh, pulling out of Paris. We need now more than ever to really kind of dig in our heels and and get results. And I think getting people informed and getting the information out there, like through this program, is 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 the most important first step. Yeah, I think exactly. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Trump and the whole Paris Agreement and um, some of the detail around that. And I actually think, you know, it actually could be a bit of a galvanising factor because a lot of, I think it's going to really kind of lift the grassroots movement and um, a lot of other national leaders are really stepping into to that void that um, the US maybe had as a leader of the free world, which um, Trump is making sure that, that ain't the case anymore, but um, I think we can take some positives out of that. So just to remind everyone what we're here for today, we'll um, play you a message now about how you can uh, part with some of that hard-earned money for a good cause. 
Radiothon 2017. 3CR Radio for Change. 9419 3CR.org.au. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. 3CR Radio for Change. That's what I want. 9419 That's what I want. 3CR.org.au. That's what I want. Radiothon 2017, 3CR, Radio for Change. Your love gives me such a thrill. But your love won't pay my bills. I want money. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, so that's what we want today is your money. Um, So remember the number is 039419. Eight three double seven. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, what's going on in the broader sense. There was a lot of um, celebration when the Paris Climate Agreement was reached and uh, it really seemed like we'd turned a corner. And I think we can still say that that's the case because even though the Trump administration has pulled out... Um, We're actually going to talk a little bit more about the detail of what that means because that's not necessarily the biggest thing. Um, Yeah, like I think I think where where America is right now, uh, they've really been given a symbol by uh, 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 they've been shown by the rest of the world community that you know pulling out of this kind of thing and that global. Operating independently and unilaterally is not an acceptable option, and you can really feel the uh, the shift in the shift in power away from the United States and towards China. And you know, us here in Australia, it's really important that we work out where we're going to stand in, in in this reconfiguration of of um, you know global powers. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about it that's quite different in the US context to the Australian context is that there's actually a lot of power in the political system in terms of decision making and you know enacting laws at the state and city level in the mm-hmm. US. Mm-hmm. I mean the way that they collect their taxes and function is really quite different. There's a lot more taxing at the local level which means there's a lot more decision making at that local level. So, you know, we've got people like Michael Bloomberg mm-hmm. the former mayor of New York um, who has a you know really big philanthropic um, foundation kind of stepping up and saying we'll pay the fees that the US was likely to pay mm-hmm. um, in terms of the, the sort of administrative costs of, of um, an association with that agreement and kind of you know, sidestepping Trump. I mean, the, the federal government's kind of almost under under Trump become um, a non-entity. And we've had, you know, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the ex-governor um, of California, which has had really positive change in terms of, of not only economic growth, but with with in line with um, their tightening environmental policies and, and climate uh, reduction um, policies that they put in place to show that it's really possible. So one of the things, and people probably would have seen the video that Arnold Schwarzenegger put out about how when there's a void in leadership, other people step up. And I think we're going to see that more and more that Trump's actually actually sidelined. But we've got a special guest available on um, on the line to, to ring in. 
and uh, everyone will know who it is. It's Vivian Langford. Thank you. So, Andy, let me just uh, take you yeah, off. Yeah, you just take the call. We'll just let Andy, who's our technical expert, do that because I'm not. Vivian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. That's good. Um, um, am I on air now? You sure are. Hi, oh, Viv. Okay. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hi. How are you going? Good to hear you. Good on you, team. Yeah, I just you. wanted to ring in today because of um, 3CR has been such a good supporter of our show and of us. You know, because I think we people who are just listening, they don't really ask all the technical support. You know, and you know the things go wrong, and there's always a team of people at Three Show who help us. So I just like to say that's one of the great things about community radio. And the other thing, I, I just think it's the independence we have. You've been talking about the United States and about how you know Trump's pulling one way, but all the mayors and states are pulling the other way. And I think we have. Because we're independent of corporate media, we can sort of say something like, don't lose hope, things will change. And we're always reporting on the changes in renewable energy and in governance and communities pulling, you know, pulling out all the stops to, um, to, to respond to climate change rather than just giving up, which I feel with the media that most people are exposed to, it's either in denial or not... It's pretty flaccid, you know, not much help, whereas we give a kind of bit of muscle to to people thinking about climate change, like there is something you can do. That's what I like about independent radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think um, we, we there's one thing that we forget, that we emphasise the radio, but we forget about the, the community sometimes, and here at 3CR, there's... If you if you're there's the tendency outside the community if you act by yourself you feel alone you feel like you can't do anything, but when you're part of 3CR you realise that there's other people that think the same way that you do and it's a really it, it it's a really important function for the for the community and for other people to feel connected. Yeah, and I think we we shouldn't underestimate the. Um the mindset that people can get into if they just listen to the massive media. But we've had Jeremy Corbyn just surprising everyone, even though all the mainstream media were all just saying he was not going to win. In part, he said he was not going to win. He didn't win, but he... he They made a really good show of it, though, didn't they? Huge go, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we're like that. We're like those, um, you know, grassroots people in England who saw through all that. And I think we, that's our job. It's so urgent about climate change. I've been, we're going to do a program, Kurt, soon on biodiversity and mm-hmm. wildlife loss. And I've been reading a little bit about that and I've started to realise there's so many planetary boundaries that we're crossing right now. We're, we're actually breaching them. It's not a matter of keeping up to the Paris commitment. We have to go beyond that. We have to really radically pull back from the, um, you know, the, <clears throat> there's a sort of methane emissions, there's biodiversity, species extinction, there's ocean acidification, there's all these other kind of, they call them planetary boundaries that we're just breaking. It's very hard for us in our little radio show to just keep a, a cover at all the aspects of it, but, but I think when people discount climate change or just talk about fiddling around with renewable energy targets, it just annoys me because they are not showing that they've really that they're really frightened of what can happen if we keep going on the path we're going. Yeah, and there's so many flow-ons. I was, I was watching a little video today, and it's something that I w- was aware of previously, but I just kind of uh, remembered about it. And it was in um, 
North America and this um, beetle that usually gets killed off with the, the freezing in the winter. Um, and it's it, because of the longer summer, it's actually been able to reproduce twice in a season, which you kind of think, okay, well, twice, that's kind of like, you know, double. But in actual fact, because of the way that they each one can breed twice and it's kind of that exponential growth, it actually meant that there was 60, 60 times more of these bugs and they are decimating more forest than all the wildfires put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are some of the things when, you know, you start talking to people and they think, oh, climate change, whatever. But you start pointing out these little factors that are just, you know, who would have thought of that? Who would have thought, well, the the... Winter is not as long, the summer is warmer, um, and this beetle can decimate all this forestry. So there's, there's quite often these sort of, um, effects that people don't see. And when you, like you were saying, Vivian, about those kind of climate tipping points or, um, those planetary kind of limitations. So it affects everything. Um, and I think that's the thing that, you know, we've got to make things change before we just get get so far beyond but taking a positive thing Vivian you've been um, putting in such an amazing effort over many years to to get the show to air what have been some of your highlights over the last 12 months oh well the people you know just the distinguished people and the fact there are so many really brilliant people in Australia and worldwide who who we can interview who give their time to us just give their best of their thoughts they never say you know oh no I can only give you five minutes just politicians say that but you know other people they all give really very generously of their time and I just feel so enchanted by almost meeting them on air you know just in an interview they they just seem to be inspiring I went to a talk of Clive Hamilton the other day with a very young audience they're all people in their 20s but it's not the usual crowd like myself a bit sort of older that they and and he was talking about the grieving that they need to do for the Holocene future they won't have and I thought oh this is a heavy message but he was so brilliant and it was in dialogue with another philosopher and it was really facing the situation of our generation of our time and I just thought oh this is so wonderful to be witnessing this and, and through the radio, because I'm with the radio, just putting myself in the way of hearing those people, interviewing them, just a terrific highlight. Oh, I've enjoyed doing the land use programs too, even though they've been hard for us. I've still got a few more aspects of it to do through the year, but I have really loved talking to some of the farmers and to see how much innovation is going on really underneath the radar. It seems like everything that we talk about on air is sort of underneath the radar, but then and that's probably by its very nature is what community radio is about, you know. Yeah. You know, once things get into to the um, mainstream media, they're kind of s- so far along, aren't they? It's yeah, really up to us right. to to dig those stories out when, um, yeah. you know, when they might not be be common knowledge. And just one more thing: last year on Radio Sun, we had um, John Hewson rang in, and also Christine Milne, and they're great friends, I think, of our show and of community radio. But John Hewson mentioned a project he was doing at Port Augusta and I hadn't heard of that then there was something about um, now you might know Erin a bit more it's it's not uh, molten salt storage but it's it's a solar uh, array and a power and it's storage and it's you know it's it's, um, to counteract the idea of intermittent energy from renewables well this year in the renewing economy just last week that's up and you know it's 
it's a project that's got finance and it's going ahead. So, you know, you might say we heard it first on Radio 3CR, but now it's, it's going mainstream. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably the case with lots of things that, you know, people hear it here first. So, so yeah. congratulations to you, okay. Vivian, because you've Thank been you. um, really put in the, the long slog. Oh, I enjoyed um, it. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And, um, and thank you too. I'm sure the listeners do as well. So, okay. Well, thanks for ringing in, and um, I hope we look some more forward people to... ring in. I think they'll probably be queuing up on the phones. Yes. Well, we'll just remind people the number is oh three nine four one nine eight three seven seven, and um, we need your pledges. They can be as big or small as you like. Anything over two dollars is a tax deductible donation, and if we want to keep um, independent radio uh, on the air, that's what we need to do: is keep supporting. 3CR. So that's what we're all about today. So thanks very much, Vivian. You can pledge your support for a 3CR program during Radiothon. Well, you can call us on 94198377 or visit our website 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. And thank you for being part of 3CR's Radio Thing. You're listening to Community Radio. 3CR. 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 8.55am. So welcome back. You're listening to the Beyond Zero Emissions Show on 3CR. Now, we were talking before about, um, you know, Trump pulling out of the the Paris negotiations and the effect that that's had. And I actually think rather than seeing this about an, as a negative, because Beyond Zero Emissions is all about solutions, and that's the whole crux of the organisation is, is finding positive solutions. And I think rather than looking at that as a negative, we can actually look at the some of the positive ramifications that have come out of that. And as I mentioned earlier, I think what we're finding is that that's actually having a really uniting and galvanising effort, not just for the grassroots, but certainly for other world leaders. So, you know, we've seen, as I said before, Michael Bloomberg stepping up and talking about the fact that the American people and the states and the cities are really behind um, the, uh, the the principles of the, the Paris Agreement. But we've also had um, the French, the, the new French French president come out really strongly and actually, you know, be inviting um, people from the United States who can work in climate solutions to, to, to come to France. And he's actually been quite cheeky in some of his tweets about the um, make the planet great again, which, of course, is a reference to the, the Trump, you know, make America great again. So I think there's some interesting things happening with that. And Macron actually met with the Indian pre, um, President Modi recently as well. So, you know, there's actually a lot of things happening. And there was a really good article that um, was in the Saturday paper last weekend which kind of talked through some of these issues. So I'd encourage people to have a look at that and some of the background um, behind it. Um, because certainly what we're seeing possibly under Trump's 
lack of leadership is is kind of the demise of America as as kind of a world leader. Um, so there was some interesting things in there, and and you know also in that video that Arnold Schwarzenegger put out was really encouraging kind of you know the grassroots to to move up and and really take control of this issue. So. I think we might actually find that um, by having a common enemy, we might say, or at least a protagonist, um, it's been a kind of a galvanising and uniting factor for a whole lot of of good forces around that. So I think we um, kind of don't need to get too worried about what Trump's doing. I think that other things are stepping up and being positive around that. Yeah, and I I, I think that it's the the whole discussion in America is is shifted and around the world and it's become a real moral question and the fact that you know you've got you know you've got trump on one side and then basically the rest of the whole global community on the other and that line that demarcation line between those two sides it couldn't be clearer and it's not any more really about uh climate denial that's largely been debunked it's about people who want to ally themselves basically between the past and all the future and the people and it's really interesting in america as well the role that the free market has played in um in developing these new technologies and getting them out and how it's it's i mean this year this year was the first year that there's more jobs Mm. in uh, solar power than there is in gas oil and um, coal put together in america so um, that was released by the, uh, you know, the Department of um, Employment in America. But um, just, you know... But I think is- we're seeing that as a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, we're going to play a few snippets later in the show of highlights of different things that have happened over the last, uh, the last um, you know, 12 months' worth of shows. And, and one of them that comes to mind when we talk about that is the Community Energy Congress, which was a couple of months ago. And that was one of the main points that came out is... The, the establishment of community energy projects, however they be owned, whether they're community owned or, or, or government or even private or a combination, is the fact that these are huge economic drivers mm-hmm. and predominantly in regional communities. Um, so this whole thing of, um, you know, that we're losing all these jobs supposedly mm. by transitioning out of traditional fossil fuels is just a fallacy. Mm. And I mean, we know that, but they've done a pretty good job of kind of making that a bit of a a bit of a kind of a fear factor in the broader community that hey, we're going to lose all these jobs if we transition away from from coal. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you actually look into the stats, it's a it's a very small employer. But um, it's got a lot of lobbying money. Yeah, and the kind of the marketing and, and the image of solar at the moment, it's kind of, it's sexy. It's a sexy thing now, solar power, um, with, you know, Elon Musk behind it and him getting involved in Australia this year as well, how much it's about, you know, solar's out and it's really exciting and people are, are really into it. It's way better. I mean, it, it couldn't have been any more obvious when you have these these roofs that have tiles that can absorb that can generate solar energy versus a black lump of coal that was being held up yeah okay well look i think we've got um another caller on the line so let's have a chat hello there hello lynn hi erin how are you nice to talk to you yeah lovely so lynn um you've been a guest on the show before and we'll just introduce you to to our audience so it's lynn bender now, Lynn, do you want to just tell us um, the context of how you've um, been a great part of the show in the past? 
Well, I think being a psychologist, I sometimes come in to um, promote the psychological processes around climate change and denial and um, understanding of how people are behaving and um, not so much promoters seek to understand, I guess. And uh, I've been involved with climate um, psychology for a safe climate as well. So, um, and just generally try to be active where I can be. Yeah, and I mean, that's a really important thing when we're talking about, you know, the general public or, or activists is, is, you know, for people to keep functioning and to keep moving forward, they need to have a sense of, of hope and purpose. What we don't want setting in is, is a sense of despair, isn't it? Yes, and yet I've become very interested in recently, um, Clive Hamilton's been talking about how we need to face what's already been lost mm -hmm. and grieve over that. And what I know um, from my work, if you repress that and deny that, it actually makes you more dysfunctional and more unhappy in the long run. Um, and that you can move through that and face terrible things really and then be more equipped to, to act realistically and hopefully because, you know, your hope has to be on some level, have some basis of realistic um, appraisal of the situation. So he's talking about, you know, there are certain things that are probably... Um, too late to recover because of the amount of emissions that are already in the pipeline and um, if we deny that um, we probably I mean the, it, denial has been our problem all along really because if we hadn't if we weren't hadn't been in denial we would have done a lot more by now both globally and personally yeah it's kind of you know for people that are that are kind of active in this space it's so frustrating to see what to me appears to be um, you know putting profit before the greater global good um, it's just incredibly frustrating and and sort of having the mechanisms to you know make hold these organizations accountable for their lack of action I mean you know when we look back over um, a lot of these, you know, big um, fossil fuel companies and oil companies, yeah. I mean, you know, they had scientists doing this research, you know, way back, kind of 20, yeah. 30 years ago, and and knew what was going to happen. No, just like tobacco knew and kept, yeah. they kept promoting tobacco to get as many years as they could out of this product. Asbestos was the same. Um, and tobacco is still promoting itself and still fighting the recognition. And... Uh, unfortunately, I think the understanding of what tobacco does to health has now just been incorporated as, oh, well, just another risk we take. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a massive dilemma how to communicate these risks and to get people to act with more um, positive focus on their future than just coming to it and saying, oh, what does it matter, you know, what does it matter about climate change? I'll be dead by the time it gets really bad. That kind of um, attitude, I think, a lot of people comfort in quotes comfort themselves with. Mm, yeah, which is which is not taking a very broad or or community minded view. But yeah. um, well, I don't want to be a total downer, <laughs> but I have myself gone through a terrible um, a feeling of great despair probably the last few months, and um, exacerbated by Trump, of course, as most people. Uh, not happy about Trump, even non-activists are sitting up and noticing him. 
um, but you know personal things that happened and it all ties in and I think looking back um, Thomas More, not to be confused with the torture of medieval times, who's a psychotherapist, talks about the dark night of the soul. And when you go into that, when you actually face your despair, you come through it and you don't leave it behind, but you can, you're more energised then to go on and do what, what could help and what could be a good thing to do rather than falsely pushing through when you don't believe there's any hope. Because if people... A lot of people say, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. What's the point? And I guess you can say, well, if you, if you don't see yourself as having to do it all, but doing, mm. making a contribution, then that being that one person is always what you are. That's what people were when they fought against slavery. That's what people were when they fought um, to stop the, um, the war in, our, our war in Vietnam. You know, of course, at the American War, but so you know, you are only one person, but you can do something. So, more to that, do you think? What role do you think interpersonal relationships and on a bigger, on a larger scale, kind of the community has in a role of uh, in enabling people to move through the grieving process? Well, it helps to have people around you who um, who aren't in denial. I mean, sometimes you can be all bringing each other down in a way, but I found one of the hardest things is um, a lot of my friends that I've known for years are really in a form of denial. There's an article in The Guardian recently called Everyday, uh, We Must Call Out Everyday Denial. You know, people are making plans and talking about things as though climate change isn't there, you know. Um, And I I think finding people, like-minded people, um, I'm interested in what Clive Hamilton proposed in his Requiem for a Species, of having forums and places for people to go. And I think Psychology for a Safe Climate is working towards discussion groups where you can both grieve, which means you say, yes, this has happened, it's terribly hard to face, but what are we going to do now? That, that, kind, of, that kind of approach. Yep. And help people understand the grieving process that we, we, we have to grieve a lot of things in our life and um, the fact that you, you know, we now sort of are coming to the conclusion, the obvious one, that you don't get through grief and then toss it away, you know, if you lose someone you love dearly. It just kind of changes shape, doesn't it? Yes, and you carry it with you and you decide how you'll, how you'll carry it with you and, and go on nevertheless. Um, you know, Miss Havisham in Great Expectations, where she stops the clock when her lover uh, deserts her at the wedding, wedding, mm. um, and stays in her her wedding mm. gear to, to rats consume the feast and all of that. It's very, very mm. melodramatic. But um, then seeks revenge, you know, on all men. Uh, that's the least constructive way to grieve. (laughs) You get that, folks out there listening, we're getting some um, lessons in psychology and grief today. We're covering all aspects on the Beyond Zero Emissions show. Yes, and I think we are very sad when we see things like the Barrier Reef looks pretty bad at the moment and, um, you know, we're going to lose a lot of it. And um, we see koalas struggling to survive and we see the atolls um, in the Pacific are being inundated 
it's pretty hard not to feel sad. And, and even some of the political unrest um, can be slated back to climate change issues, mm. um, loss of resources. And so we've kind of got a view of the worst that can happen and the worst that's already happening. So it's, it's pretty... Um, overwhelming and confronting at the least so people try to ignore it and um, I think you can give yourself a bit of a rest that's what I did over the last few months I I didn't follow the news avidly as or as avidly as I usually do and um, now I'm ready I can take it I can I can I'm going through the Finkel report at the moment as best I can trying to work out if if it's got um, much hope in it and um you know, I think we have a responsibility to know what's going on. We have a responsibility to be informed. Um, we have a responsibility to somehow prepare our children yeah. for changes. There's no point preparing them for a world that's going to stay like this. You know, so all of these things are things we can do on a positive note. Um, and, and I'd encourage people also, you know, to, to get involved. I mean, that's the whole crux of, um, you know, Beyond Zero Emissions is, and I think one of the reasons certainly that I was attracted to Beyond Zero Emissions is the fact that, you know, they do focus on solutions and there are things that are within our control. So and what I mean by that is our actions, the, what we choose to put our energy into. I think those things are, are really important and to kind of, Yes, while acknowledging that, um, you know, maybe there is some things that we do need to grieve about and that will, will maybe be changed forever. Um, there are other things that we can also put our energy into, you know, positive solutions. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, um, if only the Finkel, Finkel report had adopted, um, zero emissions mm. blueprint, I'd be feeling pretty happy right now. But of course, one of the issues is with the, the Finkel report that um, it's still only a recommendation and you can see the fights now beginning about, you know, Abbott saying keep coal, keep coal and um, the, the bargaining and the and the um, I think one of the issues is a very, a very important issue we forget is how important voting is Yes, and 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 that was perfectly demonstrated in the UK elections just over yes. the weekend, and what was demonstrated in a very negative way in the American election, mm. because you're saying, "Oh, what's the point? All politicians are the same." You get a Trump, mm. um, and we want politicians. They are led by what they think the voters will allow them to do. I mean, apart from their. Um, um, in their back, backed interests, their vested interest in coal, which is a whole other story. But if they can't maintain their office, um, they they are certainly going to be affected by how we vote. And um, we can, we should be letting our um, representatives know what's important to us. Yeah. I mean, even the Finkel report. Um, I keep calling it the Finkler, I'm confusing it with the <laughs> whatever it is, I'm against it, novelist. Um, but um, even the Finkel report is saying, oh, we have, it's ta- saying we have to attend to our um, Paris Agreement. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of acknowledging that climate change is part of it, although really, um, the report, the review doesn't really focus on that. It focuses on so-called energy security. 
but it is a slight shift. It's probably a very important one. Mm. And um, it has been commissioned by the coalition, so, you know, my feeling is it's, it's, uh, it's moving in their direction, you know, yeah. and um, it's still talking about coal as sustainable. Mm, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of that because that's fairly recently released. But I think you know when we're going back and, and talking about voting and, and people actually mm. engaging, it's kind of like you know we had the Trump phenomenon in America and people just drop you know kind of just going what's the point? Yeah, and it's almost like we've had a full circle now around to what happened in the UK elections. And whilst it's um, you know it wasn't an outright win. The predictions were so wrong in terms of um, the impact that Jeremy Corbyn would have. And whilst you say, you know, our leaders will be influenced, I think what we're seeing in in someone like Jeremy Corbyn is um, a really principled uh, politician. At least that's how he views from the outside. And he's been there for a long time and he hasn't flip-flopped on things. And we're seeing a real engagement. And um, I I saw some media... Um, about uh, an event in the States, um, which was kind of taking great heart from that. And and that that was a pretty kind of progressive um, agenda that that they were talking about and and just looking at... um, So so I think actually we can take a bit of heart from that and think, well, you know, we've kind of got Trump on one end being the most unprincipled um, through to a swing around and and people actually, you know, running a principled campaign, talking to people Mm. and actually getting a reward for that. Now, it wasn't an outright win, but it was certainly a lot And he's very close to maybe picking up the pieces when that government fails. Also, he's stuck to the battle even when they said, Mm. you'll never win, you're hopeless, nobody, you're you're outdated, you're socialist or whatever they were calling him. And also, Emmanuel Macron's Mm, uh, victory is is also pretty wonderful um, because um, Le Pen certainly wouldn't have been sympathetic to um, climate and people's needs. I mean, she was a disaster in the making. So people are starting to realise that the false prophets, you might call them, Mm. like Trump and Le Pen um, and, you know, Theresa Theresa May, are, um, you know, not not going to give them what they want. No, that's right. And, you know, kind of people realising that, you know, these simple solution, I mean, sorry, simple slogan-based campaigns that don't actually have substance mm. or policy behind them mm. are purely that. Um, and so, you know, I think there's some there's some positive and interesting things, and like you said, what's going on in France, mm. um, and, you know, a lot of these other leaders are really stepping up. And, and yeah. we, we spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, Trump pulling out of Paris, which which on first take is, is pretty damning, but mm. actually when we kind of look into the detail and look into the fact that, you know, what cities can do, what states can do, the fact mm. that so many of those city and state-based um, leaders are kind of stepping up into that void. So, Lynn, we might move on, yes. um, but we really appreciate you giving us a call. And, um, and, and one antidote to feeling depressed and down is to actually be active mm. and that you know, obviously constructively so in the movement, environmental movement is the best way you can be active. 
in yeah. relation to this despair that might arise. Yeah. Do you think another antidote is operating as a consumer and where you thinking about where you put your money and, you know, how you're functioning within an economy? Yes, yes. as long as you say... Um, I won't do that and I won't do this and you don't agonise because, oh God, I took home a plastic bag. Um, but you, you give yourself credit for what you are doing and you work on that. But yes, consuming, how you consume is very important. Mm. And I think, you know, it's been great seeing the emphasis that the ABC has put on that recently with their whole War on Waste series and, and um, you know, understanding that I think we're consuming at something like 1.5 planets and, um, you know, just the amount of waste is, is pretty incredible. So, Yes. And as, um, um, as you said, um, the, the, everything's sort of linked. And so if we, if we um, take care of human beings, we take care of the poor, it's not either or. It's not the planet or the economy. It's not our poor or their poor. It's not refugees or our safety it's all of you know if we go in the direction of greater care it's all linked in a positive way to a much better world yeah exactly so so we'll just remind listeners that um, this is a special show today all about Radiothon. So there's a couple of ways that you can donate. You can give us a call and we encourage you to do that. If you'd also like to, we'd welcome um, any listeners to ring in and have a chat with us on 0394198377 or you can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. So there's a couple of different ways that you can support um particularly the 3CR radio and um, the uh, BZE show as well. So, well, look, thanks. And thank you for all your work. Oh, thank you. It's, yes. it's great to have um, some previous guests on today as well. So thanks, Lynn. We appreciate okay. your, your information and some good tips about people keeping a, a um, positive actions moving forward. Yes, okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or FTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. So it was great to um, have a chat to Lynn and um, see some of the things that um, she's uh, been thinking about and she's also works with a group of psychologists for a safe climate so that was great to have a chat with her. Now we're going to have um, a bit of music and this is a local artist, Gina Rose Bruce, who um, I had the pleasure of seeing and the CD's been on high rotation in my car and this is called Mad Love.
Mad Love by Gina Rose Bruce. Now, as I've said before, BZE's focused on solutions. And one of the things that happened a few months ago was that we did a bit of a field trip out to a housing development called The Cape, which is in Cape Patterson. And um, it was a really interesting day, and we've um, got a whole lot of things going on there. So we might just have a listen to some of the highlights from that day. So we're here today at the... Cape in Cape Patterson. Uh, it is a sustainable housing development and we've had a bit of a tour. Um, they've got some great initiatives going on, community garden um, and a number of display homes in the display village which we've looked at. Raging, ranging, um, I think the lowest rating is about 7.5 up to a 10 star, which is theoretically the highest building rating that you can have. It's a really interesting housing development and um, it's in the early stages. The site is going to have, when completed, 220 lots with about 50% of the land mass dedicated to open space. There's a community garden um, aspect of the development where there are two garden plots allocated to each home. Um, there's also community um, aspect of that um, and people also obviously can have their own gardens around their own home but um, there's you know some really positives coming out of that in terms of sociability and community building and uh, nutrition and they're actually producing quite a lot of food already um, which they're distributing to local charities and at the moment they've um, that garden's produced around about the equivalent of $15,000 worth of produce, which they're um, sort of equating with what people would be paying in the local major brand supermarkets. So, And it's only been in production for about three months, that garden. So that's been a really positive thing. There's actually going to be a conference centre, a um, community uh kind of facility as well where there's going to be some nature of kind of like a community slash commercial kitchen where they'll be doing you know food and preserving workshops out of the community gardens and um, you know conference and meeting space and um, so it's a really interesting development um, Cape Patterson on the Bass Coast about 90 minutes out of Melbourne 
they're having natural fibre to the node, um, taking that to, to all houses to kind of service that that market of people that may you know still want to be pretty connected and be able to to work from home um so have you know really good high speed internet um and maybe you know going into melbourne when they need to uh but have that ability to work efficiently from a a really sustainable home so it's a very interesting development um i think we're going to be seeing more and more about this particular development and um they're starting to get a lot of interest, um, not only from potential buyers, but um, from more mainstream media as well, who are starting to see it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this one goes along, and we'll uh, keep tabs on it as things go. 3CR, Radio for Change. This station has done a fantastic job of getting the real climate change message out to its listeners in an independent way. For starters, we can and must take the profits from the dying days of fossil fuels and spend them on climate justice. 3CR, Radio for Change. The world should aim at keeping the global temperature increase well below 2 degrees and also pursue efforts to actually limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. To donate, call 03 9419 All right, so we've got a couple of pledges that have come in. We've got uh, Tation, who's from Brunswick West, uh, Jane from Yarraville, uh, Michael Stubbs, um, and also PJ, who's... Um, Pledge thirty bucks and written a check. So that's some stuff coming in from the from the good people um, that are supporting this. And I think one really important thing that we have to remember is is the Australian media landscape is one of the most um, concentrated out of any country in the world. And instead of getting all your information from uh, you know, one of these giant um, buildings that are in the middle of the city called something like News Corp. You can get it from uh, a place called 3CR and you can be a part of it. So thanks to everyone for those pledges. And, um, yeah, ring up, ring up. If you've got anything left in your change pocket, uh, ring. The number is 0394198377 and anything more than $2 will be tax deductible. Awesome. You can also pledge uh, SMS us on 0488-930-855. And we have the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au slash forward slash donate. Yeah, so show us your support. It's much appreciated. Yeah, and it's really important to know that um, it costs around $90 for every one hour of radio that is made on 3CR. So any donations that you make, you know, it goes towards upgrading and maintaining equipment, training new volunteers, because um, a lot of, you know, people that, that um, are presenting and working on different shows have gone through that training, and it's really important to be able to, you know, keep costs down for people to do that um, and there's some great skills that um, you know people can can be able to be part of that media landscape which um, as we were just mentioning you know it's pretty concentrated one of the most mm. concentrated in the world so it's really important that stations like 3CR can keep getting those messages out there that you wouldn't necessarily hear on the mainstream media 
So now we're uh, we're slowly edging up to our target. Um, we look forward to more of those those calls and texts and donations on the website coming in. You can keep on doing that. It doesn't finish up just after our show's finished today. Keep on um, you know going to the website 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Make sure that you mention it's um, you're a keen listener to the BZE show um, because that'll all. Uh, it will add up, and any donation is very welcome. Whether it's $2 or $200, we welcome everything that can come in to uh, keep independent radio on the air. Radiothon 2017. 3CR, Radio for Change. 9419 3CR.org.au. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. 3CR, Radio for Change. That's what I want. 9419 8377. That's what I want. 3cr.org.au. That's what I want. Radiothon 2017, 3CR, Radio for Change. Your love gives me such a thrill, but your love won't pay my bills. I want money. Right. Um, so, what, just uh, coming up in the in the next few weeks. So, on the third of July, on the BZE Community Program, we're going to be talking about um, wildlife and the effect that climate change is having on wildlife. So, that's going to be part of a first part of a two-part creature feature. The second one airing on the seventeenth of July. And for the first part, we're looking at individual animals we're really trying to um you know we here in australia have such a diverse um fauna set and species um that it's it's really fascinating to see what these creatures uh, it's it's heartbreaking to see how they're they're suffering um but they're these amazing every different species is a is a is a different character you know we're we're talking to a whole bunch of exciting experts um who who know a lot of these creatures quite closely and and are really able to 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 bring out their characters um and just understand how you know from from rising as sea levels begin to rise to droughts to fires to these these heat events that are happening more frequently um we're seeing these terrible animals um suffering which is that's the first part but the the second part is us looking at these incredibly heroic individuals that are dealing with these particular um you know that are helping these species uh acclimatize whether it's you know they're um operating in um in uh you know agitating for change in the government or they're just kind of on the ground you know helping to 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 move say for example koalas a little bit further south or helping bats that are kind of dropping out because it's so hot in the middle of summer and um yeah so that's going to be yeah that's that'll be our two-part creature feature uh beginning uh yeah on the third of july and then the second one on the 17th fantastic 
Um, and, you know, we're always looking for new ideas. And so if there's a climate-related topic that you really think needs some airtime, we're always open to suggestions. And um, you can contact us at radioteam at bze.org.au. Um, I'm looking forward to doing an interview shortly with um, Dr. Stephen Bygrave. Uh, Stephen actually has quite a history with BZE. He was the former CEO. He's actually working with the ACT government and actually, you know, having the pleasure of um, starting to roll out some of that BZE research in a practical sense. So that's a really great thing and we look forward to talking with him shortly. Um, we're also looking forward to having a chat with Simon Corbell, who is the Victorian advocate, if I'm getting this right, I'm going from memory, the Victorian advocate for renewable energy. So those are some of the BZE shows coming up that we're really looking forward to presenting to you. But we thank you for listening to today's special Radiothon show. Uh, we look forward to your pledges continuing to come in, and our total keeps on ticking up, so that's wonderful. Remember, anything over $2 is tax deductible, uh, and you can keep on making those pledges. So I think that's about all we've got time for today. We really appreciate um, your support and your ongoing support, and we look forward to bringing you more shows into the future. So that's it for me, Erin Jones. All right, that's it for me. Kurt? Yeah, thanks for joining us again. Ben Andy, ta. Beyond Zero Emissions is a not-for-profit research and education organisation. We design blueprints for a zero emissions economy. As climate change action becomes an emergency, leaders will use these well-researched plans that show a transition is possible from a 19th century fossil...